0: And we'll start off with our first story of the day. Bangkok lags in ranking. Bangkok was ranked 68 out of 80 global cities for facilitating remote work. Weighed down by its employment compliance rules, according to a study by Workmotion, a global HR platform facilitating companies hiring remote employees. Melbourne was ranked first, followed by Montreal, Sydney and Wellington. The study gauges which global cities are most accessible and attractive for remote workers by accessing factors related to employment compliance living costs, infrastructure, and livability. WorkMotion assessed thousands of global cities' various factors linked to remote working before selecting the best-scoring 80 cities. Karsten Lebtig, the co-founder and managing director of WorkMotion, indicated technology for remote work has been well-established and in use prior to the pandemic, noting what has changed in the intervening period is the mindset companies have towards remote working. Many companies are beginning to look further afield when hiring employees, comfortable with the idea that the best person for the job might be located in a different country, he said. According to Mr. Lebtig, only 11 cities in the study offer a digital nomad visa, which is a specific document that allows remote workers to continue their employment in the country of relocation, demonstrating that the majority of cities still lag behind in this area. We expect to see this change over the next few years as remote work becomes more common and cities begin to recognize the benefits it can bring, he said. Referring to Bangkok, he said the capital has areas to improve. Bangkok is currently being held back by its employment compliance rules, which makes it hard for companies to easily employ remote workers based elsewhere. There are also more difficult employment regulations related to remote workers in comparison to other cities in the study, he noted. Bangkok was placed 70th out of 80 for access to housing, meaning it is difficult to find appropriate accommodation, he said. It also has room to improve in the category of civic infrastructure. Bangkok was placed 77th out of 80 for political stability, 68 for LGBT plus equality, and 73rd for gender equality. Mr. Lebtig said he is aware that the Thai government has recently taken steps to improve by proposing a digital nomad visa. This is an important step in growing Bangkok's attractiveness for remote workers and will likely see a notable increase in the number of remote workers moving to Bangkok and elsewhere in Thailand, he said. Bangkok's ranking could be improved by simplifying the employment compliance process through legal measures and ensuring greater regulatory efficiency. It could also improve by simplifying the remote working legal requirements and ensuring employers are obliged to provide things like specific equipment for remote workers, he said. According to Mr. Lebtig, the number Number of remote workers is expected to rise in the coming years, which could lead to economic opportunities for cities around the globe. Many cities risk missing out on this trend by not legislating to attract remote workers, but Thailand has taken important steps to do this by introducing a specific visa for them. Now I do think a digital nomad visa would be something that would be very beneficial for Thailand and certainly would draw a certain amount of people to its shores. Now what the government has spoken about in relation to digital nomad visa was a working from Thailand professional, those interested in working remotely from Thailand for employers based in other countries, the qualification were earn enough income to be considered financially secure. Now, God knows what that means. So the Thai government will be setting how much money they think you need to earn to be able to live in Thailand. You must be a digital nomad and how you, what will be the definition that the Thai government use for this? And finally, employees of large organizations who are close to retirement. This was all part of the package to attract the wealthy tourists or, or the wealthy expats and businessmen to Thailand to Investor money and i have a feeling that any kind of digital nomad visa will be targeting high earners and high spenders so we'll see what they will come up with now my biggest fear about the government when they make visas it's the bureaucracy they put behind it the amount of paperwork they'll want you know the amount of rules they'll bring in and sometimes these are the things that although they may talk a good game before that are the things that ruin it afterwards and normally they they pitter out and people just don't bother because it's too much they need to look at other countries and what they they do And be competitive with those countries in relation to digital nomad visas and other visas as such. I think being competitive will give them an edge on other countries and hopefully we'll see, you know, an influx of people who will come here, who will spend money, who will, you know, enrich other people's lives. And I think that's an important part of Thailand and something that would certainly help Thailand as it plans to recover from this pandemic over the last two years or so. And next up, searching for Thailand. Airbnb says it has seen a surge in searches for stays in Thailand in recent weeks by international travellers, attracted by the reopening to quarantine-free travel for fully vaccinated visitors from 63 countries. International guest searches for stays in Thailand within the next six months have more than doubled from one year ago, based on latest Airbnb search data for the week of October 18th. International travellers are already planning to rediscover Thailand with Airbnb this coming holiday season and villas are their most searched stay of choice," the accommodation sharing platform said. Phuket's appeal remains undimmed as the popular island destination continues to be one of the most searched Thai destinations on Airbnb by international guests along with Bangkok, Samui Patia, Chiang Mai, Resort destinations near Bangkok are also trending compared with September. Airbnb saw an 80% surge in the third week of October in international guest searches for stays in Pechebori for the next 6 months and more than 40% increase for both Pattaya and Hua Hin stays. Looking to escape the chilly winters, guests from North America and Europe are leading the surge in travel interest in Thailand. The top 10 countries of origin for searches of Thailand were the United States, Russia, Germany, the United Kingdom, France, South Korea, Australia, Canada, Canada, Sweden and Switzerland. Notably, there was a significant spike in searches from Germany, South Korea, Australia and Switzerland in the week of October 18th. Tied to Australia's recent announcement that it would reopen its international borders in November, searches for Thailand stays by Australians doubled from the same period a month earlier. As Thailand officially reopens for quarantine-free international travel, we're seeing incredibly strong demand among international travellers to visit the country with Airbnb, said Aman Prit General Manager of India, Southeast Asia, Hong Kong and Taiwan of Airbnb. A significant number of our guests are searching for long-term stays which is no wonder as Thailand is a top workation destination and Airbnb's stay provides a unique getaway with top-notch remote work amenities. Working closely with our host community, industry partners and the Thai government, Airbnb is committed to re-energising travel across the nation by driving local authentic travel that showcases the best of Thai culture and hospitality. It's not really a surprise, I think in fairness, most search engines have reported an increase in the term you know Thailand holidays and if you even look at the likes of Agoda, Booking.com they've all also said that there has been a surge. Yes a surge is you know based on zero to you know 100 that would be considered a surge. The amount of people over the last year searching for hotels in Thailand from abroad has been very little because well the borders have been closed so there's no need. So describing this as some kind of a surprise or something I don't think does it justice. The truth is Thailand has reopened. Now ca- calling it quarantine free is not correct. You do do a first night and you are quarantined in a hotel room and that is the bottom line and no matter what you can try to call it it's not quarantine free. That's why the Thai government have kind of renamed it test and go. You know you get a test you get your negative and then you go but you are being put in your room and you're not allowed leave until you get your negative result and that doesn't matter how long it could be i saw uh, a prominent travel blogger today richard barrow he was waiting nearly 27 28 hours for his test result and that's just ridiculous amount of time to be waiting when the government have said that you know it should be i think what did i say was six or eight hours is the max it should be now in phuket you get it fairly quickly i've heard three to six hours normally it's a normal time for a turnaround now that may change in the future with phuket because you know this was based on five or six hundred arrivals a day you know what what's going to happen when there's ten thousand people coming through the airport today from abroad that'll also be a test for the phuket authorities and the hospitals there and whether they can get results out you know fast enough and the system also hasn't been really developed well enough for delivering the results to hotels which is Obviously, what needs to happen so that the guests can get out of the room, of course. Now, something that hasn't been spoken about by the Tourism Authority of Thailand, and I think it's something we definitely should talk about here is, and it's something that many people have asked me about, is what happens if you test positive for COVID in Thailand as an international traveler, not a local, okay, or somebody beside you in the plane also maybe test positive so the first thing is if you test positive you are sent to a hospital regardless whether you have symptoms or no symptoms if you are an international traveler now you will be in the hospital until you test negative for covid and once you do you'll be released normally about 10 to 14 days that's how long it's going to be if somebody sitting next to you on the plane test positive you are also sent to hospital and that's just the way it is here in Thailand and it could be hospital or it could be the hospital but you will be quarantined if you're sitting beside somebody on the airplane directly beside directly to your left or right who test positive you are also going and that's the way it is here in Thailand so of course this is not told to you by the tourism authority of Thailand but these are the actual rules yes Thailand is reopened but be careful as well and don't be surprised if you do test positive and you find yourself in a hospital with no symptoms because that's how they do it here. Travelling to Thailand at the moment is risky. There's always a chance you can get COVID whether you're vaccinated or not and if you happen to get it the Thai government have rules and regulations that are specific for international travellers and they will follow them to the letter of the law and there's nothing you will able to do about that. You should definitely know about these things because I think it's it's wise to have all the facts before you book your holiday. And moving along, more than 65,000 sign up for the Thailand Pass. More than 65,000 people have submitted their application for the Thailand Pass in just four days since the country's reopening, the Ministry of Foreign Affairs confirmed. They added that they had already granted approved of the electronic entry document to almost 13,000 people ahead of their visit. The spokesman said the ministry has acknowledged some issues with the system, mostly due to external interferences. He said the MFA is now working with the Digital Government Development Agency to constantly improve the system, with the latest features being the official support on mobile devices. On Wednesday, Anuka Nakasai, the minister attached to the office of the Prime Minister, admitted that there had been some issues with people registering to the Thailand Pass website, but that they had been addressed. Thailand Pass is a new web-based system for eligible visitors to apply for their entry documents prior to travel. Visitors and returning Thai Nationals can now apply for Thailand Pass by visiting tp.consular.co.th. They can fill in personal information and upload their health documents there. Mr. Tanee said the MFA is working to provide detailed information on the current entry protocols as well as answers to frequently asked questions. The information is available on the MFA's website. It's hard to believe that they really hadn't developed it for a mobile phone on the launch day. I mean most people do their business on their mobile phones these days and to be perfectly honest a phone app would have been the perfect way to go with all of this but it seems they've kind of missed that step now the 65,000 number that have applied i think that's probably exaggerated because from what i know many people have submitted multiple applications because they didn't get maybe a confirmation email or two or three days later they still haven't received their you know the application their approval and they've resubmitted it again so i'd say you could probably divide that number by two to get probably the right amount of people who've actually applied. Now, 13,000 people, it's not a bad number for a few days. But again, a lot of people had trouble. Now, people have told me that people with Hotmail accounts had issues and Outlook accounts had issues getting confirmation emails. If you use Gmail, it worked pretty well. Some people were approved within minutes. Other people are still waiting two or three days later. One man and his wife, I read, had applied exactly at the same time. He got his QR code a couple of minutes later and his wife a day later is still waiting I'm not quite sure whether or not their system really is up and running very well now it can only improve over time I guess that is the one positive we can hopefully take from all of this but as I have said I do think it's a step forward if I was doing it myself I probably wouldn't have made it so document focused another thing the TM6 that they spoke about that you you know if you fill this out you wouldn't have to fill out the TM6 on arrival in the airport well apparently you still have to fill out the TM6 so a lot of things we've been told haven't really transpired or- either. So hopefully though over the next few weeks they'll get all the kinks ironed out and things will improve along with it as i've said before i wouldn't book anything in november to the thailand pass because you just don't know you don't know the different rules and regulations hotels even in phuket and surrounding areas are having issues getting information so they can put together proper test and go packages for people and the system is different all throughout the country so if you go to bangkok you have to buy the package from the hotel but if you go to phuket you do the pcr test in the airport which is completely different from bangkok where you're taken to an external hospital and you're at The mercy of the price that they're charging. I've also seen that the prices in hotels in Bangkok are different for Thais and foreigners because hospitals are charging different prices for the PCR test one price for an international traveler and another price for a Thai traveler. So, yeah, it doesn't seem very fair. I mean, to be honest, if anybody's flying into the country, they should be subject to the same costs in relation to PCR testing hotel accommodation and transfers everybody should be the same and hospitals should not be discriminating based on your country of origin which they are doing in this case Phuket in fairness to it or not it's 2400 baht for the PCR test at the airport it's one price that's it that includes your ATK test when you're leaving as well the one you have to submit on day six by yourself now they say that you're meant to submit it through the Morchana application I have seen it written down but I have yet to hear of anybody actually doing that It seems that you're meant to tell the hotel now, who knows? and according to some people, they've been told that after they left the, the hotel that they have to call them back in six days and give them the result and send them a photo of it. I mean, all oh, seems too just crazy. That's, it's not professional at all. And it's not organized. As far as I'm concerned, the testing go should have been one test on arrival, then you're finished. Not, here's an ATK test and now you have to send that to us. And what if I don't send it to you? Are you going to come looking for me then? And that's the other thing too. But yeah, a lot of this still up in the air. I do hope it gets easier and over the next few months and the government kind of get more professional in relation to how they deal with applications. Now something that somebody suggested as well it would be a great idea that if you could see the status of your application what stage is it at because you know once you submit your documents you get that confirmation email you don't know what's going on after that you don't know how long it is has somebody even looked at your application so maybe a system like that where you could log back in again to see the status of your application have they reviewed it are they in the process of reviewing it, what's going on. So that could be an idea for the Thai authorities to think about in the future. But for people who have booked it right now, how did you find it? Was it easy enough to do? Are there people now who have submitted but still are waiting? If you are waiting, how long have you been waiting? And I'd love to know your comments down below and problems that you may have encountered along the way. And next up, Hua Hin, Cha Am face test and go challenge. The resort cities of Huahin and Cha Am are expecting soft reopenings openings throughout the final quarter with 5% of the overall international arrivals in 2019. Miti Sipre, Deputy Governor for Digital Research and Development, said travelers cannot visit the areas directly under the Test and Go scheme, as the destinations are located more than two hours drive from Bangkok. He said total visitors during the first three days of the country's reopening were 2,000 per day on average, mainly at Suanapum Airport. So far, there are no arrivals in Huahin and Cha'am, as most tourists are more likely to choose Huahin, Pramburi, Tapsakeh districts as their second destination. Prior to the pandemic, Hua Hin and Cha'am welcomed one million and 500,000 foreign travellers per year respectively. Mr Nati said the two areas, which mostly rely on domestic tourists, might not attract a large share of the international market like Phuket. He said AirAsia is currently considering operating flights from Kuala Lumpur to Hua Hin, which could generate more demand for Malaysian golfers, while Jetstar also plans to launch operations from Singapore to Hua Hin by next year. Bookings from Thailand Pass will be seen after November 10, with operators expecting 500-1000 to 1, travelers per month, with spending per trip doubling to 80,000 baht and the average length of stay of 7 days, said Krad Rajenstein, president of the Thai Spa Association and head of the Hua Hin Recharge Program. The occupancy rate in Huahin is now around 30%, but will increase to 60% in the last two months, particularly in December with more international demand. The acting president of the Tourism Council of Pecheborí said hotels are conducting marketing campaigns to attract more tourists in December. Besides the foreign market, Mr Karun said the occupancy rate would grow to about 70-75% to 75% this month thanks to strong domestic market. Cha will take until February to see more international travellers, with 20,000 expected a month. Government is ramping up. Mass vaccinations to avoid another lockdown said the chairman of the thai chamber of commerce and next up thai pm orders growing of coriander on military farmland to curb high price problem Thailand's Prime Minister has ordered the cabinet to use the military farmland to grow coriander, commonly known as Chinese parsley, as prices in some areas have jumped to three to 400 baht per kilogram due to the flooding. Minister of Agriculture and Cooperatives Chalam Chai Shian, said that Prime Minister Pryat Chana Cha expressed concern over the general price increase of agricultural goods, especially coriander. He explained that the flooding has caused vegetable prices to increase in the short term. He also added that vegetables such as coriander and Chili are commonly homegrown in such areas. Meanwhile the deputy government spokesman said that the prime minister also discussed expensive fertilizers. The Ministry of Commerce has talked to 19 businesses seeking to limit the fertilizer prices to ease the burden on farmers. The cabinet heard that China had been selling fertilizers to India which makes it harder for Thailand to purchase them leading to the increase in prices. Moving along Thailand's secondary provinces rev up for post-covid area. Thailand's secondary provinces are finding new ways to revive their economies now that the COVID-19 crisis is easing. Lopbori, for instance, is getting ready to host its annual Monkey Buffet Festival, while Trang and Rayang are preparing for island hoppers. Markets and border areas are also offering special deals to attract shoppers. The Rimmoy market in dax Mae Sot district at the Thai Myanmar border was bustling again on Friday, with shops offering gems and jewellery at cost price to clear stock. Chiang Rai's Silom Joe Market, which is popular among local tourists, was also buzzing as vendors put products damaged by floods up for sale at huge discounts. Meanwhile in Lotporee, preparations are being made for the Wheelchair Monkey Party, which will be held on November 28 in areas around Wang Districts, Praprang Samyat and the Pra Khan Shrine. Last month, organizers held a rehearsal monkey buffet with treats served up in wheelchairs that were later donated to the needy. The organizers said many farmers foreign tourists have shown interest in the event and there have been many media inquiries. Trang's province, meanwhile, invited PM Prayachana Cha to preside over the opening of its Pakmen Pier. The premier was attending a mobile cabinet meeting in neighbouring Krabi province. The Pakmen Pier, located in Trang's Sikau district, will serve as a gateway to islands in the Andaman Sea. Rayang's Kosumet Island, which is very popular among domestic travellers, was also buzzing with more than 4,000 tourists over the past weekend with no record of new COVID-19 cases. Well it's certainly nice to see that areas around the country that may not be frequented as much by tourists are starting to pick up and slowly get better. The reviving of the economy in this country is something that is well needed at the moment and these look like promising times ahead for Thailand and let's hope more of the same continues and I urge people who are in Thailand you know as things start to get better is to start to travel around the country visit different areas and explore because that's what travel is all about and that's what being in a different country is about traveling and exploring. Now I'd love to know for all our listeners and my listeners out there what would be one of your favorite places to visit in Thailand on the like off the beaten track let's say not your normal Phuket Patia places but if you were to choose somewhere away from the popular tourist destinations where would that be? I'd love to know and if you could leave it maybe down in the comments section it would be great to see those different areas. And finally the Phuket news. Police urge caution as car slams into street lamp. Police are urging drivers to exercise caution after another single vehicle accident on Tep Tree Road south of the Heroines Monument early yesterday morning when a car slammed into a street lamp pole on the central reservation. Phuket aims to host Southeast Asia Games, World Specialized Expo. Phuket Governor narang will propose to the mobile cabinet meeting in Krabi later this month that Phuket will bid to host the 25th Southeast Asia Games in 2025 and the World Specialized Expo in 2028. And finally Phuket's Diplomatic Corps briefed on Island's tourism readiness. Spearheading Phuket's economic and tourism recovery efforts, the Phuket Tourist Association made a show of readiness at a diplomatic briefing held recently to bring Phuket's diplomatic corps up to speed